0: Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday this Theul Nishmas, Rav Choser of Shalom, Rav Yeshua Zal, and Habacher, Habacher, the Melech of Shalom, Ben the Shabbos Shabbos Parshis emoir. Shabbos Parshis Emir is also Yud test ear. You ear. Is the day after like and therefore Misha tarach on Erev Shabbos, Yechel on Shabbos. One who toils on Erev Shabbos gets to eat on Shabbos. Shem yishmerena. The thing froze already. The video. Please hold. trying to restart the video, okay. Mishtarach B'Rav Shabbos, Sierch B'Rav Shabbos, and therefore, since of Shabbos is Lag it's only apropos, only befitting that we speak about Lag although it's not tonight, it's tomorrow night. Need, one needs to prepare themselves for the holy day, Manaitana, Bar bariachai, rabbi shimon bariachai. So we'll talk about me'at shim, rabbi shimon bariachai, and about the greatness of lag v'yamer, and of course, the beauty of being in Miron having a schus, a merit, to be in Miran on Lag Baimeh. Miron, the resting place of the Holy Tana Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, As a Chosid, we reflect. And we think about our Rebbe, our Chassidus, what we are taught, our lifestyle, how we always need to improve upon ourselves, how we may never look at ourselves proudly and say, oh, I was always perfect. One needs to always remember how bad, Chassel so bad, but how, unflaw, how flawed they've been, how many times they've done things or said things that were beyond and needs the tshuva to be done for them. Just by the way, of course, as we all know, during the weeks of Svirah, mm-hmm. we also say a little bit on Pekhi and Mesech it's a Hashem. As a though in our famous family story, of the Rebbe dancing with my father of upstairs in the Zal, the Rebbe put his holy hand on my father's shoulder and awaited my father to put his hand on the Rebbe's holy shoulder. great trepidation my father did so and the Rebbe began to sing and dance obviously encouraging my father to do the same the Chesidim around saw that my father was not faring well with this nobody ever dreamt of putting their hand on the Rebbe's shoulder and here to be dancing with the Rebbe, who, who am I? what do I have to sell that I should dance with the Rebbe that the Rebbe's hand should be on my shoulder or my hand on the Rebbe's holy shoulder So needless to say, my father was not faring well with that. My father started to not faint per se, but not do well at all. Not, not dancing with a very great strut, great strut, to say the least. So the Chassidim saw this, and they had Rechmanes on my father, and also saw the Rebbe obviously wanted to dance. So they joined in to this pair and turned it into a circle, dancing. Once it formed as a circle, and there were other chesidim all around, my father felt that was the opportunity for him to slip his hand off the Rebbe's shoulder. He felt like it was on fire. And as he tried to, the Rebbe immediately turned to him and said, "Meisha." Don't tear yourself away from me. And I must say, he never did. Not that night, nor any other day or night. Okay, videos had it again. This bug that I have in my computer... Attacking. Try again. And he always was an exemplary chassid, always following and living and directive in the ways that Rebbe had told him. We have spoken about my father as a chassid as a staunch chassid. Walking for the An hour walking to the shul where he was cousin, an hour and a quarter to the shul where he was cousin from the house. Then from the shul where he was cousin, it was an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half back to seven seventy. Didn't live in Crown Heights, the borough park. Stood Hakophus. There was no sitting sitting down by a coffers, and then walked back to Baruch Park for an hour and a quarter, and was up at 7 o'clock in the morning, walking to the shul again. Only as a staunch chassid could one get such stamina, could have such stamina to, to be able to keep up with such a thing. And there we stood, by our coffers. I had the to stand side by side with my father up on our bleacher that we had constructed. We and my friends, or we not necessarily friends, we were just. We all knew that we stand in this section, and so we all set it up and constructed it. And it was the unwritten law he stands here, he stands here, he stands here and I obviously split my space of the two and a half inches that I had with my father and we stood up on the top level of the bleacher and the devil would come down from his holy bima I would stand in the middle of the shul on a big platform that was built it wasn't that high though and he would, the Rebbe would stand with his brother in law, Rabbi Ishmael Gerari. And the Rebbe would put his holy hand on the Rebbe Gerari's shoulder, as he did to my father. The Rebbe was holding a sefer taylor, Rabbi Gerari, another sefer taylor, small sefer And the Rebbe would start to dance to the nigun, nigun of the chsidim, of the akophonig. No, I'm not going to sing it. And as the Rebbe danced, unlike Rebbes of Chagas, where they stand in rapture with their eyes closed, and dance with their eyes closed, the Rebbe danced with his eyes open, with his wholly penetrating look, and the Rebbe would turn, and the Rebbe would make eye contact with every single chassid in that shul. It was unbelievable. We're talking about thousands of people there, but the Rebbe made sure and made eye contact with every single one. You felt it. And you saw as the Rebbe came to that, turned to that area, that section to look, the chassidim would dance with stronger and stronger fervor, With a fire. When the Rebbe looked at our section, they did the same. And you saw the Rebbe looking straight into you. Not at your eyes, not at your face, but into your neshama. You had no doubt that the Rebbe was looking, was blessing, but the Rebbe was totally connected with the Khasid. There was no doubt to that. So, as a chassid reflecting of such moments, of moments of hakafis, of the moments of fabrengens. When you said lechayim to the Rebbe by a Fabrengen, it wasn't an imaginary thing. The Rebbe looked at you and answered you and the levrachnat. And we've told stories of that as well, of people's lives that were saved because they said lechayim and the Rebbe answered them. And you reflect. And you think and you look at that. And then either you go to Miran or you see the videos, the myriad of videos taken as that fire is lit and the khsidim all around, the Yidin all around, not necessarily the khsidim, all walks of life start to sing and to jump up and down they jump up and down, most of them with their eyes closed, davening to the and We don't daven to the Shem and we daven that He gives us a bracha, and that He sees to it that He takes our beseechment before God Almighty. So I ask you, as a chassid reflecting, and still seeing the Rebbe staring at you by HaKafis. Still hearing the Rebbe's voice when you were in the Rebbe's room, Mayachidas. Do you think it works for you to jump up and down with everybody else, singing Haytana, Tana Ba'i Rabbi Shimei Probably for most people. Nobody's blasphemy Shalom if they do it. Ashri Shechem for those that have the ability to take in Kidusha from the Rebbe and from and Yachai. And may all the brachas they ask for be makim. I'm not going to call anybody any titles for going to another tzaddik. M'shem Rabbi was a famed tzaddik to do miracles for the entire Kral Yisrael. Who am I to say? As a simple Jew Trying to be, a, to act like, or to behave like, or to reflect like a chasir of the Rebbe. I jump up and down as I see the Rebbe. When I see the Rebbe by fabring and making, waving with his hand, I know that the Rebbe was turning over worlds when the Rebbe did it. So, as a spoiled person, a chasid of the Rebbe, it doesn't take away chassid shalom from when I order the greatness of Lagba'im Roshim Ba'yachai. But it's just doesn't fit the MO of a chassid to go and turn. And you see all the different chassidim that go. And the different Rebbes that light the the big flames, big fires, the bonfires, forget what they're called. I was in the airport yesterday and a Rebbe was flying towards Israel. He came with an entire entourage. I don't know if the entourage went on the plane or not. But they all came into the terminal. It was amazing. Beautiful. Therefore, going to the ale, or even being in 770, standing with my eyes closed, seeing the Rebbe's face, seeing the Rebbe's smile, seeing the ever stare, seeing the Rebbe's love and affection that came with even the stare, or even when one thought it was a glare, who was the Rebbe would never glare at somebody? But yet... one f- tries to find anybody else up there could help me again I'm not putting down I'm even a, b- a bit of jealousy in me that I'm not there but I can't I, I'll go excuse me I'll go, and I'm familiar with I'll go to here, to this side, this tzaddik, that kind of tzaddik, and down there. Rachel, Menu, Marasamachpela, Yosef, Yosef, that tzaddik, down below, Shleimah, Melech. Any graves that we can get, get to, the Mebel Nes. All the holy sites are perfect our ideal where you want to go to Davun. Abu a Rebbe. we have a Rebbe and that's where we take our Tfillas to. Mm-hmm. That's where we dance. That's where we rejoice. So, Lag Baimeh is an extremely, extremely holy day. And Shabbos is Lamed Dalet Baimeh. Lamed is the letters of Dal, of poor, Rechman HaLogSlam. What does the Rebbe say? It was much so like that Rebbe was in his house. Mm-hmm. The Rebbe spoke a sikha. And the Rebbe said the most magnificent word... Only befitting of a Rebbe. The Rebbe said it's not dal, Rahman al 34 is double 17. 17 is Gematria Tayyiv. 34 is double Tayyiv. How the Rebbe took. From what was looking or seemed to be the bleakest moment of a person, a dal, a poor man, and turning it into Pamayim double toiv. As we speak of the poor man, this week's parsha talks about different gifts that were given to the poor, from one's fields. But first things first, Vilechem Chelum, Chomesh V'seichem. Chomesh visechem. you should not eat, says Rashi, Leboel, Llamid, what does it tell us, in all our dwellings, the concept of Chodosh, of after the aimer the new wheat, were not a commandment to the Yiddin, the after the inheritance, the Yeshiva, and the settling, Mishikavshu when they finish conquering and dividing. Kisavayu, you'll come to the land, you'll wait for this. Chomish Chen is a, an easy, a simple question here. Rashi in Parsha Shalach also talks about this. Rashi brings a halal called biyais Shabbetaira Eina Ella Akher Yerusha Yeshiva. Whenever it says biyais you will come, you arrive. It only means after the inheritance and the settling in the Holy Land. And our Pasha it says, So we know that this obviously means that Chodosh doesn't start until Yerusha and Yeshiva, till you're settled in. So why is Rashi taking the word and teaching this to us again? Perhaps we can answer the question of Rashi by adding the words, Meshikivshu vechilku. Rashi adds at the end of his Rashi, in this pasuk, when they conquered, and when they divided. After Yerusha v'Yeshiva, Yeshiva, after they inherited, and they settled, only then, can not only divide by one shavit alone, they all have to inherit together. one would think that even though the Eimer is a commandment for the public, Still, in all, one shave it inherits. One shave it settles in from the whole, the ten and a half shvatim that came into Eitz soul The ten and a half tribes. One tribe is enough. If you cut for, then the first of the oh my gosh again, the first of the of the field of the threshing goes to the Kayan. Therefore, says Rashi, Pasek says, In all your dwellings, all your dwellings in public, not your one person's dwelling, what does that teach us? That Chodosh is not relevant until each and every Jew is settled down in their d- dwelling. That is. What is special. About. The B'chol Meshvei Then we find another set of mitzvahs. Mind you the tale is talking about. The Yomim here, all the holidays, and in middle, the stops, takes a break, and tells us when you're cutting your wheat, your fields, don't ruin the corners. And if you drop things, you don't pick it up again. So, what did the possible say in the middle of Yom Tevim to talk about the Leket and the Paya and the Shikha? That to warn here that they have to be given properly. Their giving, the way it should be, is like someone built the Besamikdash. But, interestingly, ironically, this is more pronounced, the Leket, the Shikah, the more than any other mitzvah of tzedakah. More than any other charity. How? We could say perhaps the midst of tzedakah generally a person can give his money when he reaches to an what came to him without any, any toil. He inherited money, found money, whatever it is, he can give tzedakah from it. And the same way a person can choose which honey is going to give it to, and he has a no nah, knowing that he gave it to that honey because it's he, he enjoys that. when it comes to The person doesn't give it to the honey himself. The person doesn't do anything to get this wheat. He leaves this wheat alone. He works though on his field, and he plows and he plants his field and everything that's going on. He has no pleasure in the fact that he left a piece of wheat standing. Stalk. Well, that he left a bundle. And he also can't choose which people he's going to give it to which poor people. It's whoever comes, takes and this is the, therefore the comparison: the mitzvah of this mitzah to the bnei as beis hamikdash. Building the beis hamikdash was a big job. Everybody had to work very hard at it. They so needed to work hard on it, but you didn't know who was coming to the beis hamikdash. But whoever came came. It was nobody special that you were treated that way. And therefore, these mitzvahs of tzedakah, this way, is comparison to the building of the Beit Hamikdash. And this is therefore how this mitzvah is different than any other mitzvah. Pash itself though, pashas emer. We have a very interesting expression used. Pesach says, "Emer emer lachanim ve'amartaleim. Speak to the kahanim and tell them." and tell them why does it need to be repeated the beginning of this let me try to turn back on the video I don't know why Masochistic on my part, I guess. beginning of our Al- Parsha deals with Dinim, Halachis, affiliated with Kahanam. Kahanam from Shevet Levi. These are the dinim that start in our parsha. Okay, I'm going to start again this video. See if it works this time. I'm not sure if this is the third or fourth part of the videos. Can't keep track anymore of them. <clears throat> it keeps going off. Again, we make that simple appeal on a weekly basis. Anybody wants to need a proper computer with the proper videos that can hold and work. It's not cheap. That's the problem. They're all over a $1,000. just to have all the different things that it needs to have. Whatever it is. Anyway. Who knows? Who all of a sudden decides they want to, or they just want a new one or whatever it might be. The two parashas before this, Akrimas and Kadeshim, spoke as well the Deen of the Kidusha that a Khayun has to behave himself, how a Khayun needs to behave as a Khayun. Now comes Vahim Hashem al Mesha, Hashem says to Mesha, Emir al Aqayan bin'arin, via Marta Alehem speak to the Kahanim and tell them they may not become impure to a dead body and it continues to explain all the different dinim the prohibitions of a Kayan becoming tummy. also the difference between a regular Kayan and a Kayan Godl, the high priest And also, the other different is Sudam of the Kahanam. Because of their holiness, women that they're not allowed to marry, etc. And even in that case is also different between Kahanam and Kahanam Bidelam. After this, the third part of the Sedra talks about the Imperfections of Kahanim, Kain baumum and it says again, Vaydaber. David Shalom Meishia Lemer, Hashem Baruch speaks to Meishia. David Lardan Lemer, Ish Mizalachal Adereisam, Ashayiyah Beimum. Anyone from your generations that will have a a imperfection, a and it enumerates in the Psukim. pasuk terzayin, pasuk yudzayin, the different things that cause that are considered a mum by a kohen, and therefore they may not do the service in mishamivsh. The end of the pasha tells us, Moshe did what Rechabbaruch said. Vayedab b'Moshe l'Adam v'kol b'nei Yisroel, and Rashi explains. Raidab and Misha, this mitzah, mitzah is El Aren, vl Kobin, Yisrael. To warn the hazir bezn al Kahanim. To warn the bezn when it comes to the dinum of the Kahanim. What is it getting at? That Misha warns the bezn. Warns them about the Kahanim. Was it only from the last thing that we just spoke about, any Krayon that has a mum? Or was it a warning to everything that we spoke about before? Becoming impure, all the things that make them possible for a But according to the way Rashi says it, this mitzvah, it must, say, must beg to say, this refers to only when the Koyin has a blemish. But here's still at all. Logic would dictate that it refers to everything that's spoken about in this pasha that talks about a Koyin. Or the words of Era beginning of the Sadra. And the Raya for this is, the proof is, in the beginning of the Pasha it says, about the Kayyam Balmum, Daber el arin Bilvad. only says Daber el Only speak to arin. Here it says, Ve'idab me'ishel arin ve'al-Bonov, he spoke to Aren and his children. So therefore we must derive from this, it's all one continuation. And since the beginning was Just like the beginning was speak to the Kahanim, which are the children of Adam Therefore, by the shortening part of the Parsha where it talks about the blemishes only about Adam itself. And the fact, the reason we want to lean that way, as we say, is because of the basis that the mention of an Aaron is the beginning of the union. Now we understand there's no difference between the Pashas. And this that Mesh is talking here, El Arin Vel Bonov, this refers to all the mitzvahs of Kahuna that said from the beginning of the Pasha. Okay. We got that down Now, question comes: Why did Moshe add the mitzah and say, also to B'nai Yisrael, to the regular Jews? Because he's warning the best in the about the kahanim. Where did he get that from? As they say in America? The command of HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, b'nei Arun. Speak only to kahanim, the, the children of Aaron. Where did Moshe come off to say, and also dabar v'arun, var speak to Aaron. Where did Moshe get this idea to talk to B'nei Yisrael? HaKadosh Baruch never told him to do any such thing. There are many places that we find in the Pasuk. Tells us, Mesha saying to the masha saying to the Jews, without enumerating, this is the commandment of God to Mesha on this. He understood himself. Diver Meisha to the Yidden was because that's how he was commanded from Mipiak But that was the general basis. That when Meisha spoke to the Kval Yisrael, he knew HaKadosh Baruch wanted to speak to everybody. But here we don't, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the MO as we say. Does it not fit the MO. Because simply speaking, the fact that the Pasik doesn't enumerate the commandments of a Kajbarak to Mesha and mentions only the words of Mesha to the hidden is in order to restrain from holding from having to speak at great length. In our case, however, well, he already spoke at great length, and he enumerated each and every commandment that God said to Meisha, to tell the Kahanim and tell them, it's more befitting that he adds and generalizes in this period also B'nai Yisrael. In the Erechayim we learn, in the beginning of the Sadra that the Azharul of B'nai Yisrael is the kavana. Why does it say a double Lashon, Emer and a So the Kahanim it says, Emer la Kahanim, and warning them, lay tamu, not to, be, not to become tami. We are Marta alayhim, is the rest of the Jews. They're commanded with all these mitzvahs. However, Rashi explains the Lashen, the double uh, mention here, Emer and Amarta, in another way. He says, Lahazhir Gidelem To warn the elders on the young. Which basically, many, many different people speak about. And a more, shall we say, nutshell situation, is the basis of Chinuch. Now we understand the P'shut shemikra. Rashi did not want to explain the words of He did not want to say, this come to teach us about B'nai Yisrael, the Beshut HaShemikra. Suffice it to say. and therefore this talks about Dafka and Alayan would not necessarily mean the Israel. Therefore we're forced to say the explanation that the intention here to warn the elders on the young, this commandment to the Kahanim itself. Kahanim, Gideilim, had to watch over the younger the Kahanim. Therefore, we understand why Rashi takes out the words in the caption of the Rashi, Emer El Haqqayahanim. And he doesn't add the words, Emer Marta. It just comes to a hint. The the exclusive explanation, which we said now, which adds the Amira the Bez and because the Amira Khan is El Hakeh Nim and not Yisrael. So simply said, al from what Rashi is saying it comes out that Mesha commanded it, From was commanded from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Al-Karenim only speak to the Kahanim. And the fact that he adds B'nei Yisrael to warn Bezni Yisrael on the Kahanim. This he did on his own. Rashi explains to Kedesh that Al-Karchem Yagdishim Bezni B'kach that we forced Bezni to sanctify for this. This is a singular din talking about, happens to be happens to be mentioned, the Kayan itself, a certain Kayan, who wanted to do something, wanted to become impure, then Bezn has to force him to stay away from the impurities. There's no warning, no commandment to warn, generally, Besden has to warn the khanim. They have to try to keep the khanim straight in the, on the upper up. So now we can give reasoning to both sides. Because they come from one source. The commandment of Makarj Hu to Meishe, he commands him, Emil al only Kahanim, and doesn't say Yisrael. Whereas on the other hand, Mesha himself goes and says, This is Kahuna to Bezni Yisrael, to warn them to take care of the Kahanim. We're finding maravik if you keep score at home, you Shabbos, shabis Amar Aleph, twenty side one. Kehanim is risen, Kehanim are very swift. And therefore they did not have to be warned by Be'ez in There's no need for this. For the Kehanim are very, very swift on themselves, they have to care of themselves. To be the that they mitzvahs that are put upon them. There is though a svara to say that generally the Kahanim Azrism is the fact that the mainframe the enyanim, When we come, we find hamikdash, they serve Avedes It awakens within them the fear of the Kadesh, and this brings them to be swifter to get it done quickly In our case now, a talks about the mitzvahs kahuna. She'enem shaykhaz la'vedis The mitzvahs kahuna has nothing to do with the way they work in besamiddash. Separating from tumah, chitun, all these things. Even in chutzlaretz, even in the time when there's no besamiddash, they have to keep these, who they marry, etc., and therefore, Moshe adds to warn Bez and Yisrael on Because when they're Kahanim, and they're doing it it's definite that they're going to be Zizim. And these prohibitions, they will keep wherever it be, whenever and wherever. However, it could be sometimes a little bit where they get weakened off. They there need to be put in their place. The switch gear. As I don't have any idea how long the shear is, I'll talk a little bit about Iran. Sorry. stories are told many different stories we'll tell you a few of them because it's only apropos when you're dancing have some of the stories in mind child was born after many, many years as the parents came to the, the Mishim B'aychai on Lagbima cried and begged for a child and they promised and committed that if the child is born a boy and a Shem, on his third birthday they will bring him to Miron to have his haircut Lo, behold the child was born by and Lag came out on a Friday so for some reason the father stayed at home it wasn't well, whatever it was and the mother took the child herself she did the Chalak everything was done during davening suddenly people hear screaming, yelling They come running out, and the woman is crying and screaming and saying, Her child never caught a Chalera, and Chamonel son is dying. They come out and they look, and the child looked dead. And the woman took this limp infant, put it next to the cave. I brought the child here and a promise to you he's your he's your responsibility he's your child in essence he and this world because of your blessing don't let him leave that way and she left the child there next to the grave and she walked out and closed the door Everybody was standing there, not knowing what to do, what to Mm -hmm. tell this poor woman. Suddenly they heard from inside the room the child calling out, Mama, Mama, bring me some water, I'm so thirsty. They opened the door and there the child was standing (coughs) waiting for the mother to bring him some water. Another story yid took his family to be run, like It was a Shabbos, it was a long weekend, so we say. And the lodgings were, in <laughs> those days, subpar. I don't know if they have even one star for them. But he had to pay. He had to pay a rental for the little room that he had, because that's how the people up there lived people came from Iran, especially came like Vema, it was, it was a commodity, their apartment. All year long, people wouldn't say, hey, how do you live here? But all of a sudden, like and everybody goes, oh, I'd love to rent your apartment, no matter what you ask. Until he bought the food, until he did everything he says to his wife, he says, you know something, for the amount of money this cost us, I could have stayed in a five five-star hotel. he spoke. His wife said, You don't talk like that. How do you talk like that about the Shimba He came to the Tana but the words went out of his mouth. And ironically, the next three years, he did not make it back to Miron. He wanted to go. Things kept coming up. His son turned three, he wanted to make the Halakha in in, in Miran. The boy got a little sick, couldn't go. wasn't COVID. His wife told him, it looks like you're uninvited by Rabbi Shimon from the way you spoke and he's not inviting us anymore to come to him and then he realized that he needs the Tshuva and he went into a small corner of the house a closet or whatever it was and he locked himself away and he cried and he cried and he cried asking Mechila from Rabbi Shimon by Yechai from the Ha'itana that he'd be allowed to come back to the Miron. And he cried and did tshuva. And he came out and he washed his face from all the tears. As he was drying the tears, there was a knock at the door. The neighbor says, I just bought a new car. And I'd like to do the first thing with the car is a mitzvah you want to come with me to Miron? Rabbi forgave him and he got invited fast enough. He was in prison and he was coming like Beima. He's calling to go but with the Rabbi and he was saying this to his son who came to visit him. And the son says to him, You're right, Tata. I see that you're not gonna go. But Reb Shimon will come to you. You have such a chukit to have to be with Ibshiman. Shimon will come to you. No. Came like Beima, no more, no less. Fire broke out. Fire broke out in the prison. (laughs) Vostu and Yidden, there's a fire. It's like Beima. Madame dancing. and they started dancing around the fire. Instead of getting out of it, when they get killed, they're dancing around the fire. they danced around the fire like Bema the Bishiman came to them next morning they assessed the prison they assessed the damage and they saw that it's not possible they can't keep these prisoners here anymore so they sent them home they got freed another such case a Yidna was in prison Chavano Litzlan Shvakenim and he's begging, please have Shimon, if you let me out, get me out of prison, I will come straight to Miron. All of a sudden, a policeman shows up, says, the judge wants to speak to you, wants to see you. The judge hears him out, the judge says not, he's here for no reason, he's innocent. Shalak to Shalak, he went home. He came home, he put down his packages, barely sat, barely s- said hello to anybody. Picked himself up and ran to me around know, and said, Who glaives to? This is what I promised, this is what I'm doing. What was Rabshin Bayechay? You're to show me, Grach's Perek Tess, Halacha Bayez, a gracious Rabbah, down Rashi. In, Zaya In the time of the Rashbi, a, a rainbow was never seen. Boy, you gotta be careful how you say that today. In other words, that it was recognizable from above the greatness and the holiness the Teda and Lasi was such a high level. This is how it says over there. Also the Gemara says that by Rav ben Levi, he was scored home in Gemara and Kisuviz, Ayin Zayin the 77 Saitu, that in his day also nobody ever saw a rainbow. Rashi explains also in the Keshis, the rainbow, the rainbow, is a sign of a pact that the world is not being destroyed it was shown that it's like Baruch reminding us I was going to destroy the world it's a sign of destruction in other words really a warning of destruction but since there's a Tzadik Gomor in your generation you don't need a sign other places explains the way Rashi says this. B'dir. Why does that say Bidir in this generation? Definitely, the static protects on a generation. Is to find himself in the generation. Rashi's intention is to explain that the protection of the generations that did not see. They were not shown a a rainbow. So we're not allowed to point out to somebody there's a rainbow, by the way. It's not only the merit of the tzaddik, gamur that stands for their generation. But rather because the tzaddik himself has effect on the people of the generation. And he works with them to elevate them, to purify them. We find if you keep it scored only Gemara in Sukkah Memhayim Abayis, forty-five side two. Amar Rashi, said that see Bnei Eli, Ain Muatin. I saw other the children of greatest, and they're very few. The whole sugi over there. We learn out that the the level, the level of which. They were tzaddikim. They saw the Aspaklari They saw this magnifying glass, the greatness of God. And they went in they Bar. No permission, they were able to go over they have to go, to the, the highest of places. They were higher than lamidvav Tzaddikim, that see P'Reshkidah in every place. The Aspaklari they have to have the shus, but these Binay Aliyah didn't. It says they were able to even see thousand or a hundred. <speaking in Hebrew> Two of us, I and my son, says Ibn Shimbun Baykhay. Ibn and Reb Lazar, his son, they were this level of Binay Aliyah. And we need to have at least two such in each generation. But the Zayah Kodesh brings down that Rashbih Rebbe Lazar, son, went and they met a Malach that was going to destroy the world. Because there were no 30 tzaddikim in the world. Let's see what the, the whole Zayah. And the Rashbih told the Malach If there's no one if there's no 30 tzaddikim, let there be 20. If there's no 20, let there be 10. And if not, let there be two. I and my son. And if not that, even I. Tzadik Yisayed Ayylam. Here we need to say, we need to say, that Rashbi, in fact, not just that Tzadik, Tzadik Seyilam is higher than any Madre'i of the Bnei Aliyah. Bnei Aliyah, two of them were in each generation. Tzadik Seyilam is one in this generation. Rajbi was Rajbi. As you see, if you keep his home, he's a human, I'm a a for the B'shved tzaddik, even Haelam She never for tzaddik can even for one tzaddik, it says as we said before, tzaddik can say This is the reason that we say that in his generation, a rainbow never appeared. Not the intention that the s'chus protected on the generation. That just like the tzaddikim themselves were not worthy, not deserving of a rainbow, so they caused as well purification of their entire generation. They should too be at this high level and not need to be exposed to any kind of Any kind of warnings or signs of punishment. To very quickly, Elisha Barabuya says, You studies the Teda as a child, to what can he be compared? To ink written on fresh paper. The Bartanura writes, The advantage of writing on fresh paper is the writing less. And this too is the concept of engraving the Taylor into the person and the person that the Taylor remains. This is what Emmeya taught Elisha. And there are the many different concepts, and this is the connection between Emmeya and Elisha bin which also enhanced the teaching of Emmeya itself because he himself devoted himself to his student and therefore. His learning itself also remained on that higher level. Quickly, a piece of Gemara Seta. These are the things that were said in every language. Mishnah says any language, Pasha Seta was said in any language, Vidimaisis was said in the language, Kriyashma was said in any language, Tvila was said in every language, Birchamazdin was, was, was said, and the swearing of, of testimony of, of, of witnesses, and when a person had to swear when it came to the oath of a the deposit. They were all said in any different language. And of course, the reason being that all these things, the commonality between them, how one understand, that it's all universal how we act, how we behave, and how we treat. One another, when we commit, when we promise one another something that needs to happen. We should be Zechah in the Schus of Man in the Schus of the tana Rabbi Shim Vayachai. We should be Zechah to go this Shabbos into Arat Sisro, at Saino Al Desha. We should all be a Miron. And then by the Bessamik Dosh, Kodesh, 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 by Shabbat, Shalom,